Welcome to the Smug Film Podcast. I'm your host, Cody Clark. With me today is Chloe Peltier. Hey. Welcome to the show, Chloe. It's good to be back. Always good to have you back. I got a bone to pick with you, though. Oh, no. Little Miss Peltier made me watch The Incredible Mr. Limpet. Uh-huh. Yeah, 1964 <laughs> Don Knotts film. I was almost going to call it a comedy, but I corrected myself. I'm just going to call it a film. I don't know what the fuck this was. <laughs> I don't know how to classify this this gem. The reason why you made me watch it, you, you, would you care to explain to the audience? Because well, you, you, first of all, you made me watch it with you over yes, the internet, us both simultaneously <laughs> watching this film. All right, you, you take over from here. I want to hear um, your side of this. Well, I thought it would be fun because... Um, like, uh, it was a film that I'd seen dozens of times as a kid. One of those ones that you force yourself to watch over and over again for some reason. And I hadn't seen it in years. I'd probably seen it the last time when I was maybe like 13 or 14. I don't really remember. But, um, yeah, I just, I was like, since this, I noticed that the songs from it get in my head all the time. I knew the plot well. And like, I knew that the plot was just Let's like, Let's give completely... them a little, little rendition quickly. Because you were... You were saying you you know some of the lyrics and the melody and whatnot, so let's see what you got <laughs> off the top of your head. Oh, God, you're going to make me do it? <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. This is okay. your penance. This is my punishment. Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> oh, this movie. Okay, please. Okay. I wish, I wish, I wish I were a fish, because fishes have a better life than people. They don't have all the cares in life of people. A fish can swim. That's all they ask of him. A fish is free to roam about the sea and look for love wherever it may find him. He looks at every ladyfish as she goes swimming by. He wiggles a fishy fin and bats a fishy eye. A minnow of a man could be a whale of a guy. I wish, I wish I were a fish. <laughs> oh man, I shouldn't have had you do that because now people are going to think, oh, you're just picking on some cute, adorable movie. Like you know, they're listening to your cute, adorable voice and they're <laughs> thinking like, oh, that's a harmless gem. <laughs> but no, see, the thing about this movie is it's not that, okay? Uh-uh. If it was that, I could get on board. If it was the vibe of Chloe singing the lyrics and the melody and all that and all that enjoyment and merriment, I could be down with it. And the cover, it looks like it will be that. Nice cartoonish cover, some colors. You got Don Knotts' face, a little jovial uh, font, but it's the not co- that. The cover is so ugly, though. Oh, my God. But it at least like, it even promises it at least promises uh, joy, maybe. Maybe a little, a, little, maybe. a little bit of that. But the, the, yeah. the actual film, not <laughs> that at all, would you say? Yeah. I don't know. I knew the plot well and like because um, I'd seen it so much. And I knew how absurd the plot gets in a way you'd never expect. So I had a feeling that you would be ex- like very amused by this. I really just wanted to hear you sitting there like, what the fuck is happening? Like, I'll give it that. Oh. It goes a, it goes a route that one could not predict, but it's not an enjoyable route. Mm-hmm. Now, this is a movie that I actually purchased on Divid. Yeah, for like three bucks. For three bucks, but three dollars. That's a, that's, that's a lot of money. That's a, that's, a, that's a quarter more than a ride on the uh, the subway train. Here, that's like, that's an all day bus pass. Yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a sizable penny to uh, put down on uh, the incredible Mr. Limpet, and you purchased it as well. You were so convinced that mm-hmm. I was going to like this movie <laughs> and that we were going to enjoy it together 
via the internet simultaneously watching it on our divids <laughs> that you purchased it as well. You purchased it for like four bucks on Amazon. You get it. You can get it new on Amazon for four dollars. Yep. I got it for three because I got it from Goodwill. I stumbled into a Goodwill and they had it brand new, unopened, snap case, incredible Mr. Limpet, $3. Chloe had been talking about it. I was going to get it on Amazon soon and serendipitously found it at Goodwill, $3. Had to purchase it. We watched it a couple nights later. God damn this movie. Okay. (laughs) Where Where do we start with this? Okay, well, for one, I want to say that I noticed when I was putting the DVD back that the case, okay, the case that I got, I don't know about yours, but mine is like super flimsy recyclable case. And it has like this, like, uh, it has like the recycling symbol on the inside of it. What? It's almost like it's telling you like, please recycle this after you're done watching it and then <laughs> enjoying it. Yeah, I know those cases. I've seen that. Yeah. Isn't that weird where it's like half the case is cut out into a recycle symbol? Yeah, that's what it was. And it's just like, it seems like when that's the case, it's like they don't have any faith in the film, you know, because <laughs> they think you're going to just be done. You're not even going to sell it back to anybody. You're just going <laughs> to throw it away. And the horrible like, thing about that too is that the the actual DVD art, the the piece of paper... You know, you could have a brand new one of those, but just the way that it like falls around or whatever in shipment, it's going to like rip the art because the yeah the recycle symbol is just going to cut through it. Like if you, That's a if good it point. knocks around or whatever, it's the worst thing. I, I hated that trend that that started maybe 10 years ago. I think it was not long after um, they did the Inconvenient Truth DVD packaging. Do you Are you familiar with that? Um, not with the packaging. Oh my God. I was working at a video store when that came out and that was a fucking nightmare. And wherever you, you lay in your, your environmentalism, like even if you're a diehard environmentalist, you would hate all environmentalism after handling that packaging and trying to rent it out to people because (laughs) it was just fucking like cardboard. There wasn't any plastic on it whatsoever. It was like this slip that like folded over and the disc would get scratched like a fucking immediately. One person would rent it and bring it back. And even if they were like extremely anal about handling DVDs, it would just get fucked up because it would just be sliding around in the cardboard sheet. Oh, It was fucking off. And it was also, it was like the width of a actual DVD, the case. It looked that like shit. Horrible. Like somebody brought it back and the case would immediately look like shit because half the text on it would like rub off and the DVD would get all scratched. It was fucking terrible. It was impossible to rent these things out. We had to buy like, I remember we had to buy like more than we usually do for like DVDs. So we definitely didn't turn any profit on this one because we had to buy so many because it just, it would keep going out and it would come back and it would just be all fucked up. So yeah, that's my little rant on a recyclable environmental packaging. Yeah, they didn't think that through. But wait, you, I know you worked in a video uh, store. So like, did they ever get Incredible Mr. Limpet in your video store? That actually went out a lot. There? I never, I never watched it, but I remember that being around, and it would be a thing that like parents would rent for their kids. Like I would see that go out a lot. Like I wouldn't see other Don Knotts comedies really go out. I know some people really like like Ghost and Mr. Chicken. I've never seen it, and like a yeah, couple of his others. But this one would go out a lot, and it's weird the affection that people have for it that they would like want to pass it along to their kids because it's really not like a kid's movie and it's really just like a bad movie. Like it's poorly constructed and it's, 
it's 70% just like middle-aged men to like about like maybe 50 or 60 years old wearing like beige talking to each other and like pointing at maps and having like like not even just uninteresting conversations just unimportant conversations yeah. like nothing to do with the plot well t- to do with the plot but nothing like that we need to be privy to you know yeah like how he's gonna get paid yeah <laughs> like how are we gonna pay this fish we should recap some of the plot basically it's uh what what i'm complaining about is that the majority of this film is very pro-military and pro-war. Yeah. It's it's a World War II film about a cartoon fish that helps uh, us fight the Nazis. And yeah, Nazis, bad, awful. But the way that it's handled, it's so like weirdly like, yeah, just join the army just because, you know, like yeah. it, it just do <laughs> it. Like it's not like join the army because the Nazis are so horrible and they're going to do this, that and the other. It's mostly just like join the army because... That's the only way anybody's going to respect you. Yeah. Like it, it yeah. really doubles down on that, like within the first couple scenes and does not let up for the entire film. There's no opposing view or anything. There's it, it's just like big time join the army. That's how you're a man type of yeah. movie. And the, the, you know, the video store that I worked in fairly like liberal New York City area. But I would see like these liberal parents renting this out for their kids. And it's it's strange because it's it's really like this almost neoconservative type of film politically. No, I agree. I remember after we watched it, a lot of like because I had all these fond memories of it. And that was why I wanted to show it to you. But then like after we watched it, all the negative memories I also had started flooding back. And I think I think parents like rent it for their kids because they forget that stuff and just, you know, they, they're like, I was with you. But it's because my mom was like really liberal, like extremely. But like, yeah, yeah. It's like I remember the last time I watched it before now when I was really when I was like just starting to become a teenager and just kind of learning about, you know, what propaganda was and shit. I remember immediately just thinking, this is fucking propaganda. What is this? Yeah, like? I mean, there's a there's a <laughs> montage in this film where it's just Don Knotts, like, saluting the flag and, like, all sorts of, like, fanfare, American rah-rah-rah music playing. And it's just, like, boys going to the army, this, that, and the other. And he's, like, it's yeah. fucking, it's like a brainwashing thing. It's, like, disgusting. It Although, sometimes I feel like with that that montage it's so absurd and like cheesy and almost the song is just so grating and everything that i feel almost like it's satirical but i can't tell i don't you think know? it's satirical i think it's pretty straightforward i think yeah. like I, w- I would buy that if there was anything in the plot whatsoever to indicate some sort of winking eye towards yeah. the, the militarism like the winking stuff in the movie is like about like stupid shit like it's there's this running thing where like there's a guy with the last name stickle and everybody keeps calling him pickle like by accident like all the time like the same people like constantly calling him pickle instead of stickle and these are like military professionals that are like making this mistake and it's just like it's just a it's like oh kids like silly words so we'll just say pickle a lot it's like that level of like not a joke like but let's just insert it kind of thing yeah i just repeat it over and over i mean i remember 
when I was a kid, I thought it was like the funniest shit ever. Um, and now I still instinctively laugh at it, even though like it's not that funny just because like I'm so used to it. It's like I'm it's like I was brainwashed. <laughs> like, yeah. But oh, and remember uh, P.P. Sputer? Yeah, the, there's a guy in the movie. <laughs> probably my favorite aspect of this film is that there's a character named P.P. Sputer, which is I mean, come on, you got to give that some credit. His name is like, you know, P dot P dot Sputer. His name is P.P. Admirable. He's Rear Admiral P.P. Sputer, (laughs) which is one of the funniest things I've ever heard in my entire life. Not enough for me to like the movie, but goddamn, the name Rear Admiral P.P. Sputer. That's 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 fantastic. All the times I'd watch it, I'd never notice because he it's never said it's just shown on his little like name tag thing on his desk. Right. So it's like you you pointed it out and all this time I'd seen that scene and not fucking remembered that. Oh, my eyes went right towards it. Like, oh, man. Now, this Um, movie, you know, it's it's billed as sort of like a cartoonish fun family film, maybe about. 15 minutes and that's generous or purely cartoon and and all that vibe like not a lot of this movie is 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 cartoonish and you don't really see cartoons much there's like a a sequence when he when he turns into a fish he spends time as a fish for like a good maybe 10 minutes but also he doesn't really encounter other fish he encounters like maybe like five fish in the entire film you get this idea of the ocean that like there's only five fish in it it, yeah. It's so like underdone, like it's so rushed. And in it general, really it feels like he worked on this film maybe two days, Don Knotts. There are even scenes where like the military people are like talking to him as the fish, but <laughs> they don't cut to him talking back. It's just the military people talking at the ocean. And then we hear Don Knotts voiceover that's supposed to be, you know, the fish that they're talking to. Or it'll just be a shot of the ocean and no fish in it. It's like they, they, Maybe they had like no budget whatsoever to animate fucking anything, but they shouldn't have released it as is. Like, it's like you're watching the like one half of the conversation and it's like this this is supposed to be like a cartoonish fun movie. And you're just seeing people talking at the ocean with literally no cartoon there to talk back to them. Yeah, it feels unfinished. Like it feels almost like they did all the animation and like voiceovers like after the fact, like they didn't. Like they spent too much time on the on the live action parts, but the live action parts aren't even really that great. Like it's like I mean I remember you commenting like the the freaking uh, military set for both like the U S and Germany was like the same set yeah. with like different fucking like. And when we when we say that, <laughs> the people at home are going to be thinking, oh, that's like a nod to the fact that they're like the same. And it's like no no no, you don't understand. <laughs> it's like this movie is that cheap. That they're literally just using the same set and like changing like the placement of like a globe or whatever, you know, Yeah. <laughs> like it, it's not that it's 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 not like this like cunning, deliberate thing. It's it's just pure low budget laziness. Yeah, it's true. Um, and I really I think- can't stress this enough that the majority of the film is just older men talking to each other, like with no Don Knotts whatsoever. Don Knotts maybe comprises like. 15 minutes of the film and then another <laughs> 10, 15 where he's a fish, you know, it's, Ooh, man. It's so weird when I remember it. Like I remember the plot perfectly, but then I always remember like Don Knotts being more of it. 
And it's like, I wonder if that's because his part's animated, so it sticks in the brain better or something. I don't know. Like, I don't know why that is that, like, everybody is remembering, because it doesn't sound like it's just me. It sounds like it's, like, these parents and shit. Oh, yeah. You know? Everybody's remembering this as, even though they know what happens, they're remembering it as, like, more, a better version of that than what it is. Right. They're remembering the good parts, and they just kind of the bad there parts aren't just really go that over many good parts like even the no. animated parts it's like the problem with the animated parts is like everything that happens it does that thing where they just kind of describe what's happening like he goes into like a fucking crashed uh ship and he's like finds the captain's log right away without even looking around and like the yeah. backgrounds are all sketchy like like they didn't spend any time on them and they'll go between like live action backgrounds and like drawn backgrounds that don't look good and like he'll come up to the captain's log right away he's like it's the captain's log and like, yeah it's, and then suddenly he like he's he's talking about the war like it switches from i'm a fish now and he's like barely a fish for two seconds and then he's like i have to help with the war it's yeah like, dude it, i mean <laughs> And no understatement there. It's it's that fucking like bare bones. It's literally ABCD. him saying that. Yeah, and him like. yeah, <laughs> him announcing it to the world. Yeah. And like the the characters he encounters as a fish, he encounters this lady fish called Lady Fish, and uh, she falls in love with him like right away and wants to fuck him, which I think was like the most compelling part of the film. It became like this weird, bizarre sex comedy for like a split second. Yeah, it's really weird. She's just immediately just like, we're going to go to the spawning ground. Yeah, and it's she's actually <laughs> the most interesting character in the film for me because yeah. like right off the bat, I was like, oh, this is such a like a lazy, stupid character. But then like she was so insistent and so one track minded with just trying to fuck this Mr. Limpet as a fish character that it was well, almost it, like endearing. It was almost like, oh, this is like the first person in the film that like really knows what she wants or, you know, male or female character that like really, it's like, all right, finally somebody with some fucking backbone. It's like, maybe she just wants to fuck, but at least she's got some backbone. Yeah, it's true. Well, it's interesting because like, if you look at the one thing, one of the things I actually like is the, the few fish you see like then they're like non-sentient they're like it's almost like newspaper blowing by like he'll you he'll, like that yeah i thought it was interesting the idea that like he was he was so excited about becoming a fish because he didn't like his normal life or whatever and then when he becomes a fish the people like it's just like it's just like the people in real life how they kind of don't respect him like the fucking schools of fish that go by just ignore him and like are all like turning their nose up at him and then like sometimes he'll run into them and one of them will like just be on his face like a newspaper or something blown by it doesn't even but look see, like a sentient object see here's <laughs> the thing you said sometimes they'll blow by him that happens twice in the entire film yeah yeah that's the thing it's and like it's such a small thing that isn't worth like he he encounters two characters that actually talk to him yeah and twice he encounters just like a school of like maybe five or six fish that just go by and like don't even look his way whatsoever. So like the entire ocean is just two people to talk to him and then like two schools of fish. Like they just do the same gag over again. It's just that he's uh -huh. like, hey, what's going on? And then like the fish just like zoom by. That's my lazy Don Knotts. But um, yeah, it's it's just it's so underdone. 
It's it's like it's not just a captain's log thing. It's everything in the ocean. It's just yeah. that bare. It's true. Like it's I mean, strange, even the man. predator stuff is kind of like okay. Like why is that there? Like I mean, it just seems like this whole idea of um, you know the ocean's not as cool as you think it is. But it's like yeah, the ocean's not as cool as you think of it as it is to the point where there's nothing in it. Like you know, it's yeah. Like, and also the a, a thing that really bugged me was that. When they're looking into the water in like Coney Island, they're looking through like clear water, like they're yeah. in like fucking Hawaii or like Barbados or uh, wherever. Like it's it's not crystal clear in Coney Island. You can't see to the ocean floor in fucking Coney Island. Yeah. Yet people are like standing like on the docks looking down and they can clearly see him like in there. And it's like they cut to the water and it's just like clear. Wa- it's like simple things like that are just so fucking dumb. And like all of the film shot on a soundstage, like it's not Coney Island at all. It's just some weird dock set that they had. But yeah, um, yeah and just a way that it's set up too. It's not like, it's not a Don Knotts comedy. Like what what opportunity does he, does he have for humor at all in the entire film? Like in the first scene, he's like working at like this office and like somebody sees a fish in the, the, the water tank. And uh, he's, they're like, what the fuck is this fish doing here? And he's like, oh, it's just my fish. Like that's the, it's like the fish is in there just because it's, it's like his or like, it's so fucking dumb, man. Well, it's not just Don Knotts and like how little time he put into it. It's just the idea that like the writers were probably thinking, you know, this is a kid's movie, so let's not make it smart, you know, and like, let's make it simple so that they, so because kids are going to think it's funny, like the pickle thing or whatever. And it's like, it's like kind of, it's, it kind of annoys me because if I were a parent, I'd want to, you know, I wouldn't want to like dumb shit down for my kids to the point where like they remembered it wrong. Like I am where like, yeah, I'm, it's dumbed down to the point where your recollection of it is just going to be like barely anything. Like, and well, you're going to assume almost, that the whole film is that. And I cannot stress this enough. 70% of this film. Can you can you also agree for the audience so that they understand what I mean? But as 70% of this fucking film <laughs> is men in their 50s and 60s talking about things that don't need to be talked about in boring sets, yep. in boring clothing. Yep. Right? It's true. Like, um, what the fuck? This is like even, a, this is like an hour and 40 movie. Like, this is... It's the, really way too long. Yeah. It's way longer than it needs to be. And it's kind of weird because it doesn't really beat around the bush about shit. It just kind of, like, tells you what's happening the whole time. So it's like, why does it need to be this long if it's going to do that, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, it's like there's... It takes so long to do everything. And I feel like because I saw movies like this when I was younger, I just thought that that was what old movies were. Were like, oh, they just take longer to do shit. Right. It's like I like slow movies now. Like I like I like old movies and I like movies that take long to explain things. But I like the ones that do that by like showing not telling, not the freaking ones that are just like pausing for no reason. You know? Yeah, or that every scene is necessary. There's so many scenes in this film that you finish it and you're like, well. Why did that need to be there? Yeah. I'm looking up uh, on this website, commonsensemedia.org, because I, I Google searched Incredible Mr. Limpet, and you know how on the side it says, like, all right, well, 40% from Rotten Tomatoes, whatever from Metacritic. And then I saw it said five out of five from uh, Common Sense Media. And this isn't, uh-huh. this isn't a website I was familiar with, so I'm, I'm just learning about it now. 
but it says we rate, educate, and advocate for kids, families, and schools. It's got mm-hmm. a five out of five. They say it's great for kids six and up. It says classic, silly Don Knotts fish and water fantasy. Motherfuckers. Okay. It's like they didn't <laughs> even. It's like yeah. they didn't even watch it. It gets worse. It gets worse. It says it has all these sections. Like, what's the story? Is it any good? Families can talk about so and so. All right. It says quality is five out of five. This is everything a good children's movie should. Celebration of imagination, a lovable main character with which kids can identify, some silly and fun songs, oh. and cartoons. Throw in some explosions and espionage, and you have a film kids will love and that adults may remember fondly from their own childhoods. And adults oh. may get a kick out of the truly X-Files-ish moment when Stickle and Harlock pull out the file on Mr. Limpet 20 years later. What the fuck? Okay, what? What? They're going to get a kick out of the X-Files-ish moment where two <laughs> men, two, two 50, 60-year-old men pull a file out of a fucking filing cabinet? <laughs> that's all. That's literally all that happens. That's not yeah. X-Files-ish. That's, that's fucking nine-to-five job-ish. Oh, my God. It's literally just two men pulling out a file and, like, talking for a second about shit that doesn't mean anything. It's like they didn't even watch it. It's, no, it, it it's exactly that. It's like they wrote it just misremembering it from their youth or something. Exactly. It's this weird phenomenon with the fucking thing. It's almost that it's so simple a movie that like we blow it up in our heads to be more than it is and then remember it as more than it is, you know? Yeah. And then pass it on to other generations and force them to do the same thing. It's almost like... Who was the stand-up comedian who did the candy corn bit? Oh, no, um, I can't remember. You know what I'm talking about, what, though, what right? What bit? What bit? It's the one where he says, oh, it's fucking Lewis Black. It's the oh, one where right, he, right, says, right. Uh, yeah. he says candy corn. It, it's uh, corn that tastes like candy. And he's like all excited to try it every time. And then when he tries it, he's like, oh, God, I hate this. Yeah, exactly. And, like, it's the same fucking thing. It's like you have this nostalgia for it and you're like, oh, Mr. Limpet, I remember that. That was fun. Yeah, you keep getting burned. And then you watch burnt. it and you're like, fuck. Uh. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. And like, that is, I remember that happening to me when I was little too. I remember specifically at the captain's log part. I remember enjoying it up till that point and being like, oh, this is going to be cool. I'm intrigued by the idea that he's going to be a fish. And then that would happen. I'd be like, oh no, he's just going to war. Yeah, uh, he just goes like, to war. Know, like, <laughs> oh my god all right so second paragraph on this is it any good section so what's not to love here it's a small gripe but worth mentioning ladyfish henry's underwater love interest is a simpering idiot unlike mm-hmm. henry's caustic human wife who has her own likes and dislikes ladyfish purrs out, <laughs> ladyfish purrs out her words offers herself to him on their first meeting and seems to have no desires of her own except to be with him Something worth pointing out to girls watching with you. Now, see, this is this is crazy because his wife character is completely unlikable whatsoever. Oh, she's horrible. She's just a horrible person the entire film. You can't even understand why they ever got together in the first place. She's just like, I think that character is more picked on than Ladyfish and rightly so. Like that character is like just entirely unlikable. I, I really do believe there's something to like about Ladyfish because she just knows what she wants. Like, you have to admit that even if she's like one track minded, like she's just insistent. It's great, like to have that character in the film, at least in some form whatsoever, even though it's just a side character that honestly doesn't really mean much to the plot. 
It's well, like at I least just, somebody's like, yeah, I want this. And I hate it when like when people see something in a movie, like a character or something like that, they'll just immediately think that, oh, they couldn't have possibly put it in there like to say something about how those types of people are like not totally like how you should act or whatever, you know, like. Like, yeah. I hate when people see a, a type of thing occur in a movie and assume that it's advocating that thing, you know? Yeah. It, it's just like, just because there's a fish in the movie that fucking uh, is, wants to sleep with him right away doesn't mean that, like, it's saying, you should, you should just put yourself out there and sleep with men right away. Like, it's, it's dumb. Here's a section for uh, Families Can Talk About. It says... Families can talk about finding the right niche for you. Could Henry be as happy as a man as he was as a fish? Would it be fun to be a fish? What important equipment are humans missing? What the fuck does that mean? What important equipment are humans missing? Yeah, I don't... What does that even mean? (laughs) That's a pretty fucking introspective question for kids. That's a really weird question. Jesus. I don't know... What important equipment are humans missing? Oh, I... swim in the water like is that what they mean what the fuck do they mean by that yeah that's just a weirdly phrased question the thing about finding the right niche for you like that's that's not the idea of it like whatsoever like it's if anything the movie like actively like shits on dreams like there's a song where it's like be careful what you wish because wishes are bad because wishes aren't gonna turn out how you are it's like this whole song about like how shitty wishes are yeah. I, I just it's such a schizophrenic movie man yeah, it's and like then, and, like dash your dreams of like what you want to do and just join the army basically yeah yeah it, it's like and in that in that review thingy for the um i forget what you said it was called commonsensemedia.org um, yeah commonsensemedia.org <laughs> um for that like they said that it was pro dream and it's like what? no it's it's com- there's a song that says be careful what you like wish for and dream about and, and don't I mean, do anything ever I, I get it it's like the whole okay the grass isn't always greener on the other side thing but it's like i don't know it's it's like he doesn't it's like he doesn't really want to join the army he just wants to like learn about science and stuff but then but, but then he does he does want to join the army to join the army and like uh I feel like he just wants to join the army, though, because, like, his wife expects it and, like, his friend expects it and his work co-workers expect it because that's, like, the thing at the time or whatever. I don't know. Here's some uh, reviews from kids because it has some kids reviews on the site. This is from a teen, 14 years old. It says, this film proves that movies can be enjoyable without drugs, sex, or violence. There's okay. so much violence. There's so much violence in this film. <laughs> it's just tons of stock footage of like U-boats getting like blown up or whatnot. It's it's horribly violent. Like you don't see people like dying within the subs or whatever, but they're dying within the subs. They, they, you see subs get fucking demolished. There's carnage in this film. Yeah, it like promotes this idea that like the submarines are just not people. Yeah, just, exactly. See, just you like just hit objects. on something very creepy. Yeah. yeah you never like, see the human casualties uh, whatsoever, which I think is way worse because yeah. it, it's like they're just blowing up like pieces of like machinery. It reminds me of like a kid playing in the bath and he has like his little submarine toys and he's like sinking them and mm-hmm. shit. He doesn't realize that the submarines aren't just like an object they're like full of dudes yeah no human factor whatsoever 
All right, yeah. so the rest of this review, it says, cute and funny, yet enjoyable for everyone. I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so why would it not be enjoyable? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was cute. All right. Not just kids, though they probably like it more. Thank goodness for little brothers. Without them, I would have probably passed this movie by. Yeah, see this? I don't even think that was written by a kid. Yeah, because like... What no kid says brother. thanks goodness for little brothers? Yeah, I, I, I just can't see a kid discovering this on their own ever. I can only see like the parents forcing their kid to watch it. Yeah. You know? here's, a, here's another one. This is from a teen who's uh, 15 years old. He says, nothing fishy with an exclamation point. That's the name of his review. Oh my God. Nothing fishy. Okay. <laughs> then it goes on. That voice. Films that take place during World War II hardly ever get as lighthearted as this movie. See, you would think that would be a negative review. No, he gave it yeah. four out of five stars. The other kid gave it five out of five stars. There's a reason why films aren't lighthearted about World War II. Yeah, exactly. There's a, there's a specific reason because it's war and war isn't lighthearted. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. So it continues. Henry is a good role model. When he helps his country and uses his secret power, secret until you watch the movie, to save Ladyfish, Krusty, and America. The scene where torpedoes chase Henry and Krusty can be a little intense, but they think of a way to escape. <laughs> no 15-year-old wrote that fucking review. Oh, my God. We should talk a little bit about that secret power that he alludes to because, oh, my God, it's the worst secret power I've ever seen, and it's, it's grating to the ears. The First of all, it's completely unexplained. There's no... <laughs> There's no cause for it, reason for it. I don't know. It, it's this thing that he does. And I'm going to fucking spoil it. I don't give a shit. Fuck this 15-year-old that I don't know who says secret until you watch this movie. Fuck you. Here, the secret power is that he makes a horrible noise. <laughs> yeah. As a fish, he can. He has this weird power where he can just make this horrible noise. It's like... <laughs> it's the worst noise. And you hear it about 50, 60 times throughout the film. I remember when I was a little kid, it scared the shit out of me. Yeah, and it's loud <laughs> like, and it's weird. It? Oh my god. And it's he like just scarier does... than the Nazis. Yeah. Man. It, oh yeah. Oh, <laughs> like, definitely. The Nazis aren't that scary in this film. They're Nazis just Nazis are lovable. There's a part, my favorite part <laughs> is where I'm gonna take that out of context. <laughs> <laughs> well, my favorite part is the part with the Nazis where you see them like once and they have like their stupid map that has like the fucking like really vague like we're gonna take we're gonna we've got x's here like for where he's been where he's he's bombed u-boats or whatever and like they're like dust limpet dust limpet dust limpet yeah it's <laughs> that like, thing that like old movies used to do where instead of like the character speaking in actual german they just speak in like uh like key phrases like that and then mostly like mumble the rest yeah, yeah, it's like uh, it's like the great dictator, only not as thought out. <laughs> mm, yeah, very much not as thought with out. The great dictator, he like you know he he replaced it with English words that were funny, like banana and stuff. So like the whole time you're listening to it, you're just laughing your ass off because you're like, oh, he's saying like banana when he's fallen down, and that makes sense. And they, you know, right, like, right, right. Things. Yeah, but this is just like no effort whatsoever. It's almost like they're just improving the like. The mumbly, like fake German. Yeah, it's like if you and I were like pretending to be Chinese or something, you know. Yeah, which we won't do because then this podcast will get taken off the air. 
Yes. It's like our favorite thing in the world. Uh, <laughs> All right. So, uh, yeah, there's a reason why this movie, there's a reason why World War II movies aren't lighthearted. And yeah. I, I don't think they need to be, you know? No. I don't think that's something we need. We don't need a, a lighthearted World War II movie about a cartoon that makes a horrible noise that helps uh, people. I don't know. Sounds like an angry, angry cat mixed with like a dog. It's like, ow. Yeah. Did I do it? Did I do it good? Is that no, no. It's first of all, it's way louder than that. Yeah, it, well, it's yeah. like you're at like a Merzbo concert, which is an obscure reference, but somebody <laughs> out there is laughing their ass off right as I'm talking right now because that was completely <laughs> apt. But it, it is like for a brief few seconds that you're at a Merzbo concert. Well, and then again and again. And again, and again, and, and again, and again, stress and yeah, like, no somebody what should happens. Somebody should sample that noise he makes and just make a noise record out of it. And it would be a hit amongst the uh, noise aficionados. There's oh one last God. kid review on here, which is from a 14 year old. This one, I, I don't understand whatsoever. <laughs> All it says is it's just a title. He didn't write a body of the review whatsoever. And he gave it four out of five stars and it's in all caps and it's just in bold font. Better than the disasters who are still airing today. <laughs> that's, his, that's his review. Chloe, what does that mean? Maybe he doesn't like the movies now or something. Or maybe he doesn't like the other, just any other film. It's just, he just likes the incredible Mr. Limpet and everything else is a disaster. Yeah. And then whenever Saving Private Ryan comes on, he's like, it's a disaster. Give me a Limpet instead. Yeah, it's no Limpet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh man all right fuck you common sense media <laughs> yeah i mean they put no thought into this whatsoever it just bothers me i mean parents have like a super responsibility you know and it's like i've always hated the idea of them showing their kids like really dumb shit because it's like they don't they don't learn more they just kind of it's almost like just shutting them up for a while you yeah. know and like creating a false memory because since their brain is like simple now and they're not developed fully they're gonna like attach to it super hard so it's like needs to be really good whatever it is that yeah, they're you gotta show like kids seeing. good stuff and i i get the impulse for like a website like that where it's like all right well this is a dope movie to show a kid this is well this one's not so good you know like i get that but they're clearly not even living up to that on this site like they should just hire me. I could do the entire site in like an afternoon. Oh my god, that would be great. Like uh, it's just great. like clearly they're not doing their job if they gave this five out of five because it's really nothing a kid ever needs to see. Yeah. Well, and it's like or I an mean, adult. I, I mean, <laughs> yeah. Well, even as an adult, it's like like because you're a perfect example. Like you saw it without seeing it as a kid, and it's like you don't have the wool pulled over your eyes or whatever. You're just like, what the fuck? No, my and, parents. Uh, my parents steered me clear of it to their credit. Yeah, and your parents like probably showed you a lot of good shit too. Yeah, because obviously you've like like you know how to find the good stuff, and you know a lot of good stuff. So it's like it's kind of rare. Like it's it's sad how rare it is that there's like people who are raised the way you were versus like how I was. <laughs> well, my kids movies were like Wayne's world and Tommy boy and like shit like that, where like it's accessible for a kid, even if you're not getting everything and like planes, trains and automobiles and, you know, movies yeah. like that where like, you know, as an adult, you're going to get more out of it. Sure. But like a lot of the laughs, even a kid can dig. And even like, yeah. you know, I was raised on like Buster Keaton and stuff. And 
Oh, that's that's awesome. Yeah, yeah I I watched um a lot of, like I I loved like Wayne's World and Ferris Bueller's Day Off and Ghostbusters. And, yeah, uh, and like I think it's interesting. Like if you look at like you know at the Alamo and places like it, they do you know like they'll play the same classics every year at a certain time of year. Like they'll play Ghostbusters like probably two or three times a year or something. Mm-hmm. Um and everybody is like that i love that movie they all come out for it and stuff but it's like unlike limpet like they come out for it and they remember correctly that that movie exactly Exactly. like if anything every single time i see ghostbusters like even just walking into the theater working like a, a special event of it or whatever i'll just be like fuck dude like that movie is even better than i remember it being that movie is flawless yeah like like you can, you can, it's like an objective truth. It's like you look at it and you look at every scene and everything that happens and you're just like, that was executed perfectly. Yep. Like I would not change a single thing about that movie. And like, I noticed stuff about it that I just never noticed when I was younger. And I think that like, it's different from how with Limpet we, you know, you see it when you're little and you're just like nostalgic for it because it's something from a simpler time when you were younger, but it's such a simple thing that you're like expanding upon it yeah and and you remember such bare imagery from it whereas with like something like ghostbusters you're like oh well i remember that being good but you don't think about it a lot because you don't need to because it's so there's so much to it you know and then when you see it again you're like fuck you know like i don't I, i just i just think it's weird like how we remember shit you know yeah it's weird that bad stuff can rattle around in our heads more than good shit because the good shit we just take for granted we're like yeah that was dope but like bad shit we'll just obsess about like i i mean there's this movie the box the richard kelly film which i think of way more than movies that like i really really dug and i would give it like a two and a half out of five but there's like certain things in that movie that i really really dig that work really well the movie on a whole i don't think is very good at all like i agree with the bad reviews on that but there's just these these simple scenes in it that are like undeniably effective. I wouldn't put that in the category of Mr. Limpet, though. Mr. Limpet, I don't think there is a single scene that's great or even fascinating. But I think the idea of the incredible Mr. Limpet, it just if you're a kid and you saw it and you barely remember it, you're just going to assume, oh, that was like a pretty good movie or something. Yeah, I think it's that we like the idea of something more than the actual thing. Yeah, and we get too excited about what it could be. Um, it's like, uh, it's like, I can't remember which episode it was, but you guys were talking about, uh, guilty pleasures and B movies and stuff. You're just talking about how, um, some movies you'll watch them because you can tell what it could be and like where it could have gone with it. And the whole time you're watching it is like, you have this hope that it could be more mm-hmm. because of like something about it grabs you. Yeah. And, that's like, that's put, the box for me. Imagination. Like, that's absolutely the movie, the box for me. I had a similar experience to uh, what you had with Limpet recently, just last night, actually. I tried watching Spaceballs, which oh, I kind of yeah. just always classified in my head as like, oh, yeah, that was like, a, you know, it's a pretty funny, wacky comedy. You know, it's good. And like I, I tried it and the opening joke is still one of my favorite cinematic jokes of all time, which is just the um, spaceship going across the screen. And it's like an ode to like the Star Wars thing. But it's like done. I, I don't want to spoil the joke for anybody, but it's it's just such a good sight gag. Like it, it holds up fucking perfectly. It's like clear, like even with like the music that they just put so much attention to detail 
and made it as funny as it possibly could be. And then the rest of the movie is so unwatchable. Really? Like beyond, I mean, what do you mean, really? <laughs> well, it's been probably, I think the last time I watched it, I was in college. No, it's fucking horrible. Uh, I, could I, not, I, I could not get through it. It's, and I think it's a Mel Brooks thing because you see Mel Brooks stuff as a kid and the stuff that you laugh at, you laugh at. And the stuff that you don't laugh at, you misremember as a kid as, oh, I just wasn't old enough to get that. And the actual truth is, no, you weren't. It, it doesn't matter what age you were. Like, it, it, it's just a bad joke. It's not funny. And like Mel Brooks yeah. gets put up like way at the top as like one of the funniest people ever. And when he's on, he's fucking great. Like Young Frankenstein holds up perfectly. Brilliant movie. But this fucking shit, dude. I, I could not finish it. I could not finish it. It was gratingly unfunny and lazy. Just so fucking lazy. You know, like I, 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 the one part that I remember that I really liked was the part with the, the TV when they're watching the video. And yeah, like that's times all fucked up. That, that one's that's fine. That's a good joke. Yeah, the rest of it I don't remember terribly well. Like we're talking about I, three minutes total runtime of like funny stuff in that film. But you know why I think maybe it doesn't hold up, and why I think maybe like a lot of these things don't hold up, like is it's very. Um, it seems like kind of really of its time. No, in no, a way no. That see, that's like, the thing. It's not of its time. It was bad when we watched it, but we really? didn't know it was bad because we thought, oh, if I'm not laughing, it's because I don't get it yet. And then maybe in 10 years, I'll get it. No, it's not to be gotten. It's just a bad joke. Hmm. I don't know. I just, I just mean like, how do I put this? It's, it's like some uh, comedians and stuff like, or actors. It's like the way that their vibe is, it's almost like, People like it at the time because the way that they talk is weird or something and kind of fits in like the context of the time in a like way that's hard to describe. But that like, I understand. Now and that it's like it a lot of sixties. You know what I mean? A lot of sixties comedies don't hold up for that reason because they're very it's, of their time and they just like don't transfer over. Like too referential to right. what's like going on. Yeah, it's referential to stuff that just didn't like stand the test of time. So we don't know what it's even like referring to like that's that's definitely a 60s problem i would i would pinpoint wasn't so much a problem with like chaplin or keaton or whatever like that stuff it tapped into something that's timeless there's a lot of yeah. comedies that aren't timeless whatsoever and they just fall by the wayside or people watch them it's like how is that ever funny but in the case of Spaceballs, i'm telling you the jokes just are bad they're just wow. not good jokes and I'm, I'm telling you if you put it on right now and watch the first five, 10 minutes, you'd be like, oh yeah, he's totally right about this. <laughs> the only joke that's great, that is timeless, is that opening shot. That's it, that's it, that's the whole yeah. movie. And I remember hearing an interview with him where like, he wanted the entire movie to just to be that shot. He said if the, if the studio would let him, the entire movie would just be that shot, never ending. And oh. that, because I think on some level, that was like the only idea he had for it, you know? That's kind of sad. Yeah, he had one like great idea and then had to make like the rest of a movie or something like I don't know. And like even like the balls thing, like why is it balls? It's just balls for no reason. It's like everybody has yeah. a ball on their head and they're called space balls and this, that and the other. It, there's no reason for it. Yeah, I've never really gotten that. Yeah. It always seemed like the one that like the dude bros would want you to watch, you know? I was be like, oh, have you seen Spaceballs? Oh, shit, you got to watch it. Oh, my God, I can't believe you haven't seen it. You know, like, like it was some big deal, but then it's like not really that memorable. No, it's when terrible. When you like actually watch it. 
It, it's 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 absolutely horrible. All right, we're gonna take uh. a quick break, and we will be right back. See you soon. Hello, Smug Film fans. Did you know that Smug Film now has a voicemail box? Just call the following phone number. 718395-9711 and leave a question or a comment about the show along with your name, and we may play it on a future episode. Thank you for listening, and now, back to the show. And now... Chloe Peltier, reviewing a movie she's seen parts of while working at the theater. Ah, so I finally got to sit down and watch a movie. I was very fortunate. I got to see The Visit without having it spoiled, you guys. Ah, shit. Um, so, you guys, I can't, I can't talk about how much I love this movie enough. I can't stop thinking about it. And I really think that it's going to do better and better every day. Because everybody who sees it comes out loving it with just a way better reaction than they seem to expect going in. You know, the movie is, it's not just scary, it's funny and it's sentimental and its characters are so well done and the acting is so well done and it's shot so well and... Yeah, it just it just makes you scared, but it makes you want to cry, and it makes you relate to little things in your life that you've experienced. And it really is just one of the best movies I've seen in a long time, if not really just, it's like just a movie that I really love now. So please just go see it. This is the first movie I've worked in a long time that I am 100% behind. Like, no qualms whatsoever. Every scene has a purpose. So, yeah, do it. Thanks, Chloe. And now, back to the show. So, uh, oh. a lot of people love those snippets, by the way. That's cool. I, I, I don't know. Like, I enjoy doing them. Yeah, they're fun. Because it's like a different slant. It's like, you're not really seeing a movie. You're just kind of being around a movie. Yeah, like, well, I mean, and I almost end up seeing it more than I would see the movie if I saw the movie. In some cases, if I work it enough. But... Because, I mean, who the fuck sees, like, Trainwreck that many times and just sees the same scene from it, like, that many times? Exactly. You know? Yeah, so like, any no. any weird stuff happen recently in the theater? Uh, yeah, um, my friend uh, was working. It was really slow, and this really smelly guy came in, and as soon as she walked into the theater, he just had, like, a giant fucking bottle of vodka just, like, sitting right in his lap, like, in plain view. So she just reached out, and she took it. And you you guys don't sell that, right? We sell vodka, but we don't sell, like, a giant fucking bottle. Yeah, a giant bottle of uh, Burnett's or whatever. Right. It's like cheap vodka. Apparently she knew. She said that that's like a $6 bottle of vodka or something, which is like, this is like huge, like bigger than my head. Yeah, you talking. posted a picture. It was a huge bottle and it was just between his legs. He just had it like on his lap, like, you know, right by his arm. And it's just like, he was just good to go. And oh my God. she just reached out and grabbed it because she's got balls and... uh she she brought it into the service station. She was like, "Oh my god, you guys! Oh my god!" <laughs> She's yeah, like showing dude. it to us. And I mean, of that's that so is slow. that is balls right there. Yeah, you got you and, almost got to be like, "All right, man." You know, you obviously can't have it here, but like, you know, balls on you for trying. And the know? poor the poor new ma- the poor manager is uh, this guy who 
is actually was getting manager trained that day. Oh, Jesus. So he uh, was actually listened to the Principles of Animation episode. Oh, okay. Mr. Mr. You got B. a little fan there. Yeah, and he, uh, he, he had to go in there and kick this guy out because basically if you bring in alcohol, you're automatically going to get kicked out um, because it's like illegal. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. It's health code and all this shit. So... Yeah, he goes to kick this guy out, and the guy's like, that's not mine. It wasn't. See, okay, like, see, that I can't respect. <laughs> like, <laughs> At first, I thought it was like a, just a guy trying and like owning up to it and just owning it. No, but if he's pulling the that's not mine thing, then fuck that. Yeah, and it was clearly his because not only like, why would we like, why would we like plant that on him? <laughs> like, you know, but we're not like fucking like cops like planting weed on like somebody or something like, but. No, like apparently, I mean, the guy smelled bad. Like the guy, this was just the way that uh, this guy lived his life. Like he had to bring alcohol everywhere because that's how much of an alcoholic he was. Yeah, I mean, you it's know, sad. There's, just, there's just people you can tell when you look at them that that's the case. Especially when you serve people, you get like this vibe where you can tell what kind of person a person is by what they order and how they look at you and what they talk like. It's very weird how how quickly that sense develops because you have to kind of like chameleon to them to make them like you. So it's like, well, yeah, in any service industry, you're just it's just about like you know getting on somebody's good side, I guess, making them it's happy. Really weird. It's really fucking weird. Yeah, you the, learn what what certain people dig or whatever. I guess I don't know. Like the very quickly, you get like the people that you know just leave them alone, don't really talk to them, and they'll give you a tip for that, or the people that that want engagement and they'll give you a big tip for that i guess yeah totally and like i'll see sometimes i'll see couples come in and i can tell just by the way they're dressed the way they they look at me and everything that they're gonna love it and like i'll just assume that they've been there before even though i've never seen them because of their look or their vibe Mm. and i'll just so you've been here before right and they're just like no and i'm like oh well you're gonna fucking love it here then and they're just like what and i'm like sorry i'm not trying to stereotype you but this is just the case like i know this (laughs) like but yeah it's it, it was so slow though that, that was like our entertainment for yesterday. Oh, like, I bet. Yeah, that's it, that's going in the rolodex of like classic uh, movie theater moments, I guess. At one time, I found uh, these little like because normally people don't bring in whole giant bottles; they'll bring in like little tiny like sneaky things. Right. Time I fall, I found like these things called buzz balls, and they're like. <laughs> They're like these little round, like colorful orbs. They look almost like Christmas tree ornaments. Is it like and, in uh, like RPGs where you have like a little potion bottle? Yeah, kinda. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like that. And it, they're like supposed to be like little cocktails. So there's like one, there was one that was um, like a margarita flavor and another one that was like sangria flavor or something. So there's like a red one and a green one. And uh, it's so like they Christmas. Have <laughs> yeah, they had them in their little like cup holders and uh, it was like a guy and a girl had them and they had like little pop tops like a soda can would have. And uh, I saw them at first. I thought that it was like just a soda can. And I was like, I was like, oh, well, I've got to take that anyway. So I was like, can you give me that? And then I they give me and I realize it's an alcoholic thing that I've never fucking even seen anywhere. I'm like, where the hell they even get these? Yeah, I'm pulling it up now. It, it looks like almost... Like, you know, little apple juices that you can buy, but like (laughs) colored in like unnatural colors. And like, I've never even seen those in a store. I don't even know where. No, I've I've definitely never seen them. They might be like regional, but I have not not seen them. Even in Kansas City, like, I don't know. 
like I've never seen that shit. But yeah, it's like the perfect portable, like sneaky thing. And then they just, uh, and of course, as soon as I found out, I had them kicked out because they couldn't have that. Yeah, but, you can't be bringing in no damn buzz ball. Yeah, it's fucking stupid. <laughs> so you've been doing these snippets for us for a while, but you were telling me there was like, there was one that you wish you could have done like ages and yeah. ages and ages ago that would have been a good snippet. Maybe you can share that with us. Well, you know, like, uh, cause I've only been, I've been doing it for a while, but not the whole time I've been at the Alamo back when her came out. That's the, uh, Spike Jones one. Right. Um, with the computer and shit like, uh, yeah, like those, that guy's fucking pants, man. Like it always freaked me out. Like, I mean, Spike Jones movies already make me uncomfortable. Like they're good, but they're just, they just make you feel like shit. You know what I mean? It's yeah, like, there is some like weird vibe to them. You're right. The psychology of it is like, it really gets into like your jealousies and your fears and like all these weird things. Like being John Malkovich is the same fucking way. It just, it, it's like you, you, you watch it and at the end you come out of it like, uh, he got too close to home and like, you know, and, well, yeah, uh, and that, that movie in particular, like I feel like with Charlie Kaufman a lot where you take it directorially, you can go a lot of different ways with it. You can play it very straight. You can play it a little winking. You can do a lot with it. And I feel like Spike Jones has just a very, maybe pessimistic is the right word, but I, I don't even know how to describe it, but it's just like a dour vibe that he imposes upon it, you know? Yeah, I don't know what it is. I actually, even though they're very different, I get the same, I come out of, God, I always forget his fucking name, the Dogville guy. Yeah, That's Lars von Trier. Lars von Trier. I come out of his movies with the same feeling, only I like Lars von Trier more. Yeah, but uh, I can see like, that. Even though they're very different styles, I always come out of both of their films like just so uncomfortable. And I, I would, I feel like I would say that that's a bad thing, but I feel like it's a good thing. It's just like not pleasant, you know? Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, I uh, think in particularly in um, where the wild things are, you can see how domineering his directorial style is with the material because like that's a book where like I flipped through it as a kid many many times and like I did not get that at all like I, I didn't get his take from it at all whatsoever and then like his version is just so fucking out there it's like so subjective even you know yeah I don't know I didn't I didn't actually see that good. one good um, that, that's good, good news. That's not. A, <laughs> okay. Don't feel don't deficient. Don't feel deficient in any way by not having seen it. Trust me, you're better okay. off. I'm glad <laughs> that you have nothing to add to that specific part of the conversation. It means right. a much happier Chloe in the long run because that is a frustrating okay, movie. That is a frustrating fucking movie. Yeah, but, I'd um, rather watch the Fantastic Mr. Fox. That's an animated one. I yeah, that, seen that one's one. solid. But yeah. um, back to her. You were saying about the pants. Yeah, the pants. The pants. The pants. Um, so, like, so like there's these pants in the film and I've, I've brought this up to other people and they've, they've agreed with me is, uh, they were trying to be futuristic, like really hard, but they were doing that weird thing where it's like future present, like kind of, uh, elaborate on like present style. In right. A like ex machina where like it's the like the future, does. but it's only like a little bit in the future. Yeah, and but it's like so stylistic that it's like, oh, everybody has these weird pants and everybody <laughs> has these colored rooms and everybody has this and that. And like just the way that he dresses, it's like it's like his pants are like this gray, like high waisted, 
kind of like ill-fitted thing and then he wears like these button-up shirts tucked into it and it's like the pants almost look like this the guy like the costume designer was just like oh fuck i forgot to make pants i gotta i gotta <laughs> i gotta make these like right now i forgot like, to make pants <laughs> yeah. like, worst costume designer ever fuck like, i forgot to wear like, to make pants <laughs> like fuck i can't buy any pants because then we'll have to credit like the the guys from like h&m or something so it's so like 5 a.m 6 a.m <laughs> do it 6 30 a.m pants yeah yeah because they're weird it's like it's like it's like if you were making pants for the first time on your <laughs> sewing machine and you didn't like iron the pleats you know to like make them like crisp enough they're kind of like poofy in a weird airy way and like the fabric doesn't really look like fabric you'd use to make pants it looks like <laughs> fabric you used to make like curtains or something you know oh my and god it's like the movie already made me uncomfortable because of its subject matter just the idea that like i mean i don't want to spoil anything but just how weird shit gets with the computer sure you know and um how uncomfortable it is but then the vibe of like the look of it with that, with the pants, they just sent it over the fucking edge, man. It's like, uh, he's, <laughs> it's like he's walking around like he's on like the beach and shit wearing these pants. Oh, and it's God. like, dude, these are like, these are like pants you would never want to leave your house in. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I, I don't know. No, I think I, you're I onto something. I'm, lo doing, I'm looking wish... at them right now. I just pulled them up. <laughs> and, oh my God. Yeah, you're right. They are, they're, they're pants nobody would ever purchase like you yeah, you'd like, see them in like a thrift store and that wouldn't be the thrift store item that you get excited about you know like it's funny you don't see a lot i don't remember a lot of shots of him from behind but i'm imagining like how bad his ass looked in those pants oh god oh man i bet <laughs> like, I, and i bet there's like, like a tumbler of just like all like <laughs> you know his weird ass in that pants it, like that that's pants <laughs> that no ass could ever look good in yeah it's like even if you were like a Victoria's Secret model and like tied a belt around it so it's real high waist on your hourglass figure no. and shit. Like had like the nice bottom of it and everything. Like you couldn't you couldn't do it. They should call it just like the figure destroyer. It's yeah, like you could have the like, best figure in the world and those pants will just destroy it completely. It's like a sack that he's wearing, but like he uh it just yeah, it's like he doesn't have legs anymore. He just has like this, this thing that he's put into, you know? Like, yeah, yeah, it's almost Lego esque. Yeah, it's they like just, they just clipped him onto it or something. Yeah, oh, it's man. like it's like if any if if there's the thing where you know we've talked about like how certain hairstyles and stuff only look good in like the scene they're made for and like everything's cut perfectly to yeah match that shot when it's people like trying to get haircuts from like movies they saw they don't realize that there's a hair person every single day maintaining the cut to look exactly that same length etc exactly the angle you don't have that in real life you know yeah and it's like if that i feel like they tried to do that with these they just made them for the movie and then it just went horribly wrong you know yeah it, it's a bad pant no, no two ways about it. Just a bad pant. Yeah, it's, it's not a good pant. <laughs> All right, so we're about to wrap it up here, girl. Any final thoughts for the audience? Oh, I said that weird. Did you hear that? I don't know what fucking accent that was. The audience. The audience. Any final thoughts? Any final thoughts for the audience? Yeah. Hmm. 
You seen anything good? Well, I mean, I finally watched Hercules as per your recommendation. Fucking great, right? Oh my god, it, I wasn't prepared for it to be that good. See? Like, yeah, it's it's uh, it's you were right about it being the agnostic sword and sandal movie, mm -hmm. and um, and like really, it's just so uplifting. It's just like. Just, you come out of it and you're like, I feel great. <laughs> oh, it's <laughs> incredible. I, I could watch that right now. I could watch that most times a day. Dude, it's so enjoyable. It's not because like a lot of maybe it's just because I'm a girl. I don't know what it is, but a lot of fucking like sword and sandal movies I've watched. And it's almost like I'm powering through them. Like I'm just like, oh, I get for, through this part to get right. to this part. But this one, it's like every minute of it, you're just gripped by it. And you're like, oh, that was cool. Oh, that was fun. Because uh, like all the like fights and stuff, it's not like the kind of fight where your eyes glaze over. And no, just, they're fucking it's engaging. It's like the kind of fight where you're like, oh, shit, he did that because of that. And that was really cool. And like, oh, fuck. And like you're really in it, you know, and, uh, you know, John D'Amico thinks we're gaslighting him. Like every new person. Oh, dude, John D'Amico, watch that shit. Yeah, he hated it. He, wait, he didn't watch it or he watched it, but he hated it. No, I'm telling you, he watched it and he hated it. What the fuck? Yeah, he watched it, I think, before me even. But like all these like, you know, Twitter people like Carl Garcia and Sidney Taylor, etc., who come out and like just fucking adore the film like I did. Like he thinks we're all just gaslighting him. So no, With, now that like, you're in that group as well, you know, it's getting a little. I think he's going to go crazy soon. I think he's going to pop a fuse because he didn't like that one. But man, that's a fucking good movie. Well, maybe it's just John D'Amico's seen. It seems like John D'Amico's just seen everything ever. And like, maybe that's just my view from like being someone who hasn't seen that much shit. But like, I don't know. I feel like um, maybe just it's the thing of like, like, you know, when you've read the comic book, the comic book movie sucks because you're like, well, this is not as good as that or whatever. But I it's think like, it's so unique. Seen, it's so new. Yeah, It's extremely unique. I just mean, but when you've seen like every movie that it's deriving from ever, like maybe it doesn't seem as cool or something. But I'm telling guess, you, that's why it's very that unique. Way. It's very, very unique. It's not drawing oh, I know. from it's, much. It's, it's, I know. it's drawing from tropes, but it's using them all in completely new ways. It's true. Like, I just really love the message of it. Like, uh, it just, I don't know. It, it, it just does something that I don't see movies do a lot. You know, yeah. it's very like, oh, believe in yourself, but not in a cheesy way. Yep. It, it's just very encouraging. Yeah. Great, you know? great movie. If you're listening at home, watch that Hercules with the rock in it. That's the one we're talking about, by the way. I don't think we specified, but we're not talking about the Disney's Hercules or whatever. We're talking about Hercules came out a year ago, two years ago with the rock in it. Fucking amazing. Watch this that. This is more encouraging than the Disney one. This is more, uh, it's less convoluted too. It's just you know? better on all fronts. Yeah. I don't think really you can even talk about it in the same breath. It's just yeah, they're not, light years they're not, beyond. Yeah. A, a friend of mine, like at work, he, he fucking like said that he tried to watch it like three times and couldn't get through it. Oh man. And I was just like, why? And then after I t posted about how much I liked it, he said he tried to watch it again. And I was like, okay, this will be the one where maybe he gets it. He fucking still hated it. Oh, and I'm just no. like, I don't understand. It's like there's a glitch in some people <laughs> or something, you know? No, like, it's, it's, it's a phenomenal film. It's one of the best movies yeah. I've seen in, in a long time. So if you're listening at home, please check it out. Hercules with yeah, the Rock in it. You will love it. Uh, yeah, thank you for being awesome. on, girl. Yeah, you're welcome. I love it. I even, enjoy it. Yeah, even though the movie was shit, you know, 
It's still... Hey, I think it spawned a good discussion, and I mean, like... Hopefully, like, yeah. Hopefully get people get a kick out of it. Because I think it, yeah, it's I, really important, because the reputation of it in people's minds, like, I've talked to people, and they're like, no, nah, that movie was all right. Why are you picking on that movie? It's like, no, just really, just watch it with fresh eyes. It's horrible. It's it's we not what break, you thought it was. We got to break the spell. We got to break the chain. Yeah, because it's like we said, there's just this fucking chain of people showing it to each other and showing it to their kids mm -hmm. and just like this false like memory. And it's like, we have to fucking like shatter that shit, right? That's, I hope that this does this for people. I hope so. You know? All right, girl. See you soon. Bye-bye. See you. Bye.